When the world is a little bit colder, you can be a blanket for me. When this world is a little bit darker, you're the light I can see. If your arms cannot hold me, it's your love I still feel, and your heart is the only beating thing that is real. Stay safe. Stay safe Until you're home here with me Stay safe Stay safe Home is where you should be I remember what it was like before every thing changed in such a short time. We hardly talk now. We should be able to agree. Have we forgotten? What's important? We argue endlessly, but we're still human, and it's not right. We all want the same thing. Stay safe. Stay safe. Till you're home here with me Stay safe Stay safe Home is where you should be Home is where you should be Until you're home Here with me Stay safe from Pete Cronowit and Pete Cronowit is on the line. Hi Pete. Hey Michael. Now, uh, we'd scheduled this interview earlier before the pandemic started, so of course life has changed and you're not coming to South Florida. How how new is that song? When did you write that? Well, uh, the song was written, um, you know, through the course of the last couple months, and it came because my wife is actually uh, not here with me. Um, she's in Arizona. I'm, you know, I'm living in California. She's in Arizona managing a campaign, and so that's where it started from. But it, it kind of it took a turn for a from a bigger picture perspective. And yeah. well, obviously the show here in South Florida is canceled and uh, it's, it's, a, you must've had a lot of shows cancel on you. Yeah, we were 
planning uh, a whole tour through Florida to support state legislative races. And, you know, and I did one like that in 2018. I did one in Virginia in 2019. So now we've transitioned to doing shows online like all the artists have. Well, your home is in San Francisco, right? That's correct, yeah. I grew up in South Florida, but How, my home is in San Francisco. How did you find your way to San Francisco? Uh, it was a girl and a job. <laughs> <laughs> and in that order, uh, I, I met uh, my wife, Natalie, and um, she lived in Los Angeles, and I lived in uh, the East Coast. And I found a job, and that took me to the West Coast. And I moved to San Francisco in 2012, but we lived on the West Coast for the whole time we've been together. You're, you're going to be releasing a new album that, that Stay Safe will be on? That's correct, yeah. The new album will be out uh, in September, and the album is called Do Something Now. Well, you said you do campaigns for politicians, so you're, you're into politics. I am... All in right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, for the last three years, I've been working um, as a activist to help local elections, down ballot races for the state legislatures in very key areas around the country. And you know, I grew up in Florida, so I want to. I feel an affinity and and a strong desire to to make sure that you know that people get civically engaged. And so that's what I've been using my shows for. Your last album, your fourth album, Alone Voice, was, uh, according to your releases, it was released in 2016 in Cleveland at the Republican National Conference. Were you there? Yeah, I did. I put on a show there. It was a, it was a, a hugely fun show. We had a gospel choir and a whole bunch of uh, um, other singer-songwriters and bands, and, and it was a protest show that we did uh, while the, the Republican convention was occurring. And, uh, and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> And then, you know, the election happened. <laughs> so your new album, Do Something Now, is is that, uh, I guess, I was pretty influenced by, by the election. Yes, it was definitely. The, most of the cuts um, are uh, topical social justice songs. The, you know, the, the title cut is, a, is definitively what you would think from the title. It's a call to action. And that's been kind of my guiding force is to try to think about, you know, like, there's so many of us who care. There's so many of us who are aware of the issues, but I think there's a paralysis that people don't know how to have an impact. And so the idea of the song is to, you know, to say that, well, just, you know, make sure you get engaged and then you figure it out. And that's what I've done over the last three years. I've really figured out where we can have the biggest impact, and that's what I try and talk about during my shows. Your last album, the title cut, was A Lone Voice. Do you still feel like a lone voice? Sometimes. Sometimes I feel like a lone voice. There's certainly many, many more of us uh, than in 2016 who were speaking out, which the idea of that song was to give notice to the people who were speaking out at the time. And now there's a lot of us speaking out. Now, I think there just needs to be more of us, not just speaking out, but getting engaged. That's the, that's the core. You know, I think if, if just a couple percent more people, you know, reach out to people and say, hey, your vote is important and here's why, you know, it will make a difference. It definitely uh, changes things. Well, let's listen to uh, the title cut from your new album, Do Something Now. Is, uh, when did you write this? Um, this was written uh, about a year ago, just over a year ago. And, uh, and you know, just that idea, uh, I wanted something that was, you know, 
focused. I was just feeling like we should all do something. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that it just kind of came out, and uh, it was really easy to write once I decided it. There's two versions of the song on the album. There's a full band arrangement, but the version that we're going to play on the show is just me and my friend Veronica uh, singing backing vocals, and, and I just love that version. Here's Pete Cronowitz. I'm gonna tell you all It's time to kick your ass in gear It's time to tear down fear Do something now The moment has arrived We can tell we're alive And do more than survive Do something now It's time we Do something, do something Do something now Do something, do something something now don't just bitch and moan time to get on the phone to be sure just knock on doors it's forward ho it's time we do something do something do something now do something do something do something now polar bears can't swim forever guns killed seven kids a day Ten more lies, yeah, he's, he's a, a Russian, Russian spy. Women's rights are being stripped away. It's time we do something, do something, do something now. 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 I'm gonna tell you all, it's time to kick your ass in gear. Do something now, Pete Cronowit from his latest album. Well, it's your new album. It's going to be out next month? September 25th. It, it must be incredibly frustrating for a political activist to, to witness people's... Uh, I guess, lethargy of, of what's going on. That is a really great way to say it. Yes, it's incredibly frustrating. You know, because what, what I've seen over the last three years that I've been really engaged is that we can individually contribute and collectively make a difference. And, you know, so I was uh, very involved in the um, helping um get people out to vote in Virginia. And we got a lot of people out to vote in Virginia. And both of the state, uh, most of the chambers of the state legislature now represent the majority in that state. And then they made a ton of changes. You know, they, they fixed a lot of the problems with gun laws. They, they ratified the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, well, you know, the, the 38 states ratified the Equal Rights Amendment. Now it has to go through Congress to get rid of the, the deadline associated to ensure that there's a constitutional amendment. And there's a lot of people working on that. And music is playing a part in all of this. All, you know, like, finally, I think it's back into, you know, changing people's opinion about what we can do. And, you know, as Billy Bragg stated so, well, bluntly, uh, it's, it's not the songs of the songwriter or the band that change the world. It's the audience that does. And that's kind of been, you know, uh, my, my principle to, to figure out how to manage the world of activism and the world of music. Pete Cronowit, uh now in San Francisco, you were 
planning to be at Lunastar Cafe before the pandemic started, and you're from South Florida. Correct, yeah. I grew up in, uh, I spent a little time in uh, North Miami, but I grew up in the Fort Lauderdale area in Lauderhill. When did you get into music? Oh, um, I've always, I've had that transistor radio stuck to my ear when I was a little kid. So I've always loved music, you know, and I was always singing along with the radio, but it was college when I uh, picked up the guitar. The guy across the dorm hall from me had a, a Yamaha and, uh, and he had a Jimmy Buffett songbook. And I'm like, well, I'm from Florida. <laughs> so I walked in his room, I sat down, I started, you know, figuring out how to play Jimmy Buffett songs. And yep. Then I started, if Jimmy Buffett can write these songs, I could try writing a song. It's a little more complicated than I thought it would be. But I spent the whole time trying to figure out how to write songs, and I'm having a good time writing. Well, you're coming out with your fifth album soon. Do you, are you a full-time musician? Yes, I am. Yeah. As of 2016, I became a full-time musician. Well, that's pretty challenging, especially these days. How are you surviving these days? <laughs> I'm not making money playing music, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, but it's a, you know, it's something that I just have to do. Um, you know, I just don't don't have a choice. It's like a lot of what you hear from people who they have a need to go do that. And uh, it, it is the thing that keeps me grounded. Um, you know, being able to write and being able to, to play music and then play for people and connect. It's been just, it's the way that keeps my sanity. You uh, were planning to come to Florida. What kind of... Uh work were you what were you going to do in florida i've been working on this idea that you take your performance and work with some organization and develop something for the audience to go do something concrete a next step then you can get people more engaged and um, i put together a collective that we call face the music and there's about 60 of us across the country that we're just committed to you know, using a call to action during our performances and developing that call to action with some partner organizations. So what I was going to do is I was going to do shows with state legislative campaigns. And, uh, um, you know, I, I have this great list of races that, that can be won because, the you know, the, the numbers tell me that, the, that that campaign is competitive. And then, you know, I work with other partners to make sure that 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 candidate is vetted and that we know that uh, it's worth spending some time. So, yeah, I had a whole list. I have. I, I'm still doing it. I've just transitioned to doing them online now. Um, we've done shows for Andrew Lernard, Cindy Polo. We have a, a show scheduled for uh, Margaret Good. Um, that's going to be online. That one is scheduled for August 1st. So you can find me on Facebook and find Face the Music, and you can come listen to the show for Margaret Good. She's running for Congress. That'll be a really fun show. We have some South Florida artists who are going to be playing in that show. It seems like your plan of action as a musician is not taking the normal route. <laughs> no, I don't know what's normal anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's not taking a normal route. You know, I mean the, um, I, you know, like the combining of these two things of activism and music. There's there are artists who have done this before, um, but I'm I'm trying to figure out that that fine line between making sure that, you know, like you have a piece of music that, um, that I think it, it should be entertaining. It should be something that, that compels someone to listen to it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a pragmatist about music. You know, I don't think music, it has to be a, a, a work of art, but it, it, you know, I mean, why do people listen to music? It's because it, it moves something in them. 
And that's that's what I try to do with these songs. Uh, one of the songs on your last album, uh, "Got Guns," it's I mean that was a, a very hot topic until this pandemic, and now it seems like that is taken to the wayside. In fact, gun sales are up more than ever right now. Yeah, um, which is unfortunate. You know, I mean, you, you can't kill a virus with a gun. <laughs> you know? And I know, I know that's not why people are buying guns. You know, people, they buy guns out of fear. I mean, you know, not everybody, but there's a lot of people who, you know, what happens is, uh, and, and this is just one person's opinion, you know, you, the, the media and politicians, they, they have an interest to, to divide the, the public and, and motivate them, motivate them to pay attention, right? And so one way to do that is they find some, some topic that, that causes uh, them to do something. And one of those things is buying guns, and that's just an unfortunate thing that we have in our society. You know? Well, you must have experienced yeah. that as well, people disagreeing with your point of view have have you come across any uh, confrontations that way uh well yeah <laughs> um i come across that quite often and you know i really like to uh have discussions with people that do not agree with me i mean that would be kind of a, a boring way to live you know I, and I, I find that if you're respectful with someone and you know you kind of find out what their motivation is you know at, at our core we really do want the same things. You know, um, we want to be, and that's the idea of that first song, Stay Safe. We, we want to have safety and we want to, you know, we want to have economic viability. And, you know, but uh, it, sometimes we come at it from a different perspective and it, it takes a, a lot of time and patience to, to get there. And, and sometimes I just like stirring things up. So I do get into discussions, of, you know, on social media, but that's, that's fine with me. You know, I've, I've been doing that for a long time. Where did this come from? How, who planted this seed in you? Um, well, you know, I think like a lot of us, I, you know, I, I'm aware of the things of the world, but the, this came from uh, my family. Uh, my mom and dad, um, when my sister got diabetes when she was two and a half, they went through a, a path of about 10 years trying to figure out how to have an impact. And then... They just invited people to our small apartment in North Miami, um, five couples that got together, and that became the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. And my dad left his job, and he became executive director, and my mom became the first president. And then, you know, I saw the, the, the focus and passion um, of what just a few people could start, and, you know, they've had a lasting impact. When I hear diabetes, I mean, that's a whole other issue about the processed food and the sugars that we eat. Has, has the Research Foundation done, have, have they some progress? Oh, there's, there's lots of progress. It's slow. You know, um, the body is not simple. And they have made an exceptional amount of progress. They're getting so close to finding a cure. And I remember that we've been saying that for a very long time. But, you know, I'm, I watched the, the research reports and, you know, um, so the, the progress is not just for a cure, it's also how nonprofits function. I think that the impact that my parents had was not just really in diabetes. You know, they decided to uh, start an organization that only had 10% overhead. And then they dedicated 90% to research, which is why they stuck research in the title of the organization. 
and they made it work. They made it work. And I think that that changed how organizations uh, can structure themselves. So, you know, having an impact is not one dimensional. Pete Cronowit, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us. I'm sorry that the Luna Star gig fell through. I'm going to finish up with a song that you dedicated to your mom. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Can't change the 